When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. There's an is in here. Beautiful goal. Walcott. What a goal. It's been flicked in by Alexis Sanchez. A quality goal from the Gunners. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for Monday the 23rd of January 2017. I'm your host Russell Hargreaves and coming up we'll be talking to new signing Cohen Bramall on his remarkable rise through the professional ranks. We remember a five-goal mauling of West Ham United in this week's history lesson. The brilliant Adrian Clark is back with another dose of the chalkboard. Let's kick off by looking back at the weekend action and a very special Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, our Arsenal insider this week is none other than former Arsenal forward and England's record goal scorer Kelly Smith, who of course announced her retirement from football a little earlier this month at the age of 38. Kelly, what scored 46 goals for England in 117 caps. Uh, England's first female professional footballer when she went to uh, New Jersey in 1999. Uh, six major tournaments, Team GB at the Olympics and then with Arsenal, what, five FA Cups? Um, one UEFA Cup, obviously league titles as well. Kelly, sorry to rattle it all off, but uh, it's been an incredible career and uh, quite rightly there's been a wonderful reaction to everything you've achieved and it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on. It's been a, pl- it's a pleasure. And just that outpouring, first of all, it's, uh, it must be really strange for you now or, or are you very kind of calm and at peace with, with it all sinking in the last couple of weeks? Um, yeah, I think I've kind of been at peace with my decision probably for, for well over a year. Um, you know, going into the back uh, back end of last season, I knew in my mind that that would be my last last season playing professional football. So I kind of kept that decision to myself. Uh, really wanted to focus on playing well in my last season for Arsenal. And, you know, when I made the announcement officially, um, I was really quite surprised by all the positivity that come out of it. Um, I was pulled from pillar to post going on, um, TalkSport, ITV News, uh, BBC Five Live, they re- everyone really picked up the story and, uh, you know, my phone was blowing up with so many messages on Twitter, Facebook, voicemails, uh, text messages just saying, you know, what a great career I've had, what an inspiration I've been and my daughter's football because of you. So it was really quite overwhelming. I didn't really expect that kind of response, um, you know, when I officially retired. And I suppose just while we're on that for now, Kelly, the fact you did it very much on your own terms is probably quite key, isn't it, when you look at that wider parameter? Yeah, I think I'm quite fortunate. Obviously, it's been well documented. I've suffered some serious injuries throughout my 20-plus career. And, you know, any one of those injuries could have have ended my career. But I think what I pride myself on is always 
coming back mentally stronger and fitter and wanting to prove people wrong again that I can still play at the highest level. So I think I managed to, to do that on, on every serious injury. And, um, you know, I didn't quit. So um, I'm very proud of myself for coming back and, and playing still at the highest level. Kelly, loads more to talk about with you and we'll do all of that in a few minutes. But of course, here on the Arsenal Weekly podcast, we take a look back at the big stories and the weekend action. And uh, well, what a game it was at Emirates Stadium on Sunday afternoon. The script appeared to be going according to plan when Squadron Mustafi scored his first goal for the club, put Arsenal 1-0 up against Burnley. Granite Xhaka then sent off and then Burnley received this lifeline in the 93rd minute. Andre Gray looking for his sixth of the season against Pedacek for 1-1 in added on time. Gray takes a spot kick and scores. Check got something on it, I think, but not enough. And this is an unlikely point for Burnley. Still, though, one more dramatic twist in this extraordinary, extraordinary game. Knocks it back for Alexis. They're queuing up inside the penalty area. In comes the cross. Far post, Cossioni. Was he caught? The referee says... Penalty! Burnley can't believe it. John Moss points to the spot. And what an opportunity here for the Gunners. Well, what, is the what has the referee given here? Well, the Burnley players can't believe it. We've got a real problem with uh, Cossioni, I think, who caught one in the face. Me can't believe the decision. He's gone over to the uh, official on the far side. There's all sorts of confusion at the moment here. The cross came in from Alexis. And it's me that's caught Cossioni, is it, in the face? I think it is, yeah. It's me. He's gone with stretching with his left foot. Cossioni's ducked in. He's caught him in the face. So? It's Alexis Sanchez going to step up to take the penalty. Well, Alexis has <laughs> missed, of course, from the spot from uh, Arsenal. He's up against Heaton here. What an extraordinary scoreline this would be. We've had the seven minutes of uh, added on time. It's Alexis against Heaton to make it 2-1. In the 98th minute here at the Emirates, Alexis fires yeah. Penenka style races off to the corner flag to celebrate. Burnley thought they'd snatched the point, but it's the Gunners that will claim the win. Can I see if Alexis Sanchez, 15th Premier League goal of the campaign? Kelly, I was here covering the game myself as well. It was just utter pandemonium at that stage. It was a remarkable end, and Arsenal getting the three points. Crikey. Yeah, um, I was actually in, in Bath in a pub watching the game um, <laughs> with a bunch of Arsenal fans and come, um, you know, the penalty decision, I really wanted to get out, up and leave. I was so frustrated because I thought, God, we can't drop, drop another two points. Um, it'd be devastating to the title campaign. It had it, had it all. And then, obviously, um, the, the last-minute penalty against Burnley, it was debatable whether it was offside. Um, but it just goes to show you that Arsenal's mentality is so strong. They fight to the end. And what a cool, um, calm, collective penalty by Sanchez to, to just chip it down the middle. Um, you know, he, he was like so, so, um, so uh, like a cucumber. You know, all the pressures on him, you know, it was fantastic to see. It really was, wasn't it? It just cued such incredible scenes around the place as well. You touched on it there, the momentum and belief of the team. And from your own experiences as well, that is key, isn't it? To have everybody just pulling together and, and responding with such a definitive and such an immediate kind of reaction. Yeah, definitely. You know, you can, you can go one or two ways when Zaka was sent off. You can really, you know, let your head drop or you can really dig deep and have belief within, you know, the tech players that are on the pitch. You look around and you see you've got such talent um, all over the pitch and the belief to, you know, really not drop points at home because you know that you'll slip 
further down the league. So it's such great determination by everybody to keep pushing and have that belief. And even, you know, put the ball into the box, the final dying minutes and to fight for it. Um, and you always felt, you know, watching the game, certainly for me, that there was always something in it and it could get something out of the game. And just the way that it, it kind of ended, um, it had everything in it. And Wenger being sent off to two last-minute penalties. Uh, I'm just so pleased that obviously we, you know, we're still in the hunt and, and eight points behind Chelsea now. Yeah, on that note then, actually, with City... Manchester United, Liverpool, Spurs, all either losing or drawing. At least in that regard, Kelly, it was a very positive weekend with a lot of ground gained and back up to second. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's what it's all about. Is you've got to keep winning, keep picking up those three points and, you know, keeping, you're not really watching what other teams are doing. But as long as you get those three points, then you can look at the table and, and see the results and, you know, know that you're creeping back up and trying to stay within the pack. It's crucial now that we, you know, don't drop as many points um, as possible and just keep keep ourselves in the hunt. Well, let's hear quickly from Squadron Mustafa. As you mentioned briefly, his first goal for the club, the German defender. Here's what he had to say to us post-match. You know, we, we, we played in their half, I think, for most of the game and then suddenly you... Yeah, you 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 are one, ten down, uh, one man down, and then um, it becomes difficult. But I think um, yeah, we did well, and even after the one-one, you know, um, in the last games that we played, it seems like we never give up, and we always we always come back. And I think that's a big big credit to the team. It's important to to go game after game and try to win. It doesn't matter if it's uh, Premier League, uh, if it's the Cup or the Champions League, and and that's what we've been doing. And I think that's why we we always. Um, <laughs> Uh, dangerous until the end because we believe in ourselves and we go from game after game until the end. Great from Squadron Mustafi and I tell you what Kelly, we'll need him and so many other players at the peak of their game in a couple of weeks when of course there's that big Chelsea game to come isn't there where the runaway leaders as they are now, that's going to be massive if Arsenal are going to have a title chance and a real true aspiration. Yeah, we certainly need to keep Mustafi fit and I don't think he, we've actually lost the game with him being in the, in, in the side. He's so crucial. He's got a great partnership uh, with Kuchelny at the centre-back position. They've got a great understanding. Um, so, you know, I see them two as being crucial in keeping title challenge alive. And obviously the Chelsea game is going to be massive. I think all the players will be up for it. And with, like I said before, with the strength and belief that they have, they're, they're going to go into that game and believe that they can get the three points. OK, so let's go back, if we can, to you then. Thanks so much for your thoughts on Arsenal's men and that big win against the Clarets. But so many highlights in your career. I've rattled off a fair few at the start. But you know what? There's so much more to your story, isn't there? And just the little facets that maybe haven't been reported and, and just so much that has made up this tapestry of what you've been through. Yeah, I think so. You know, I've had a great career playing in the States um, for a number of professional sides and then Always coming back to my beloved Arsenal. I've got a good relationship with Vic Akers over the years, and you know um, I was all, always one club um, through my heart, and that's always been Arsenal. So any time that I've left, I've wanted to come back and, and put the red shirt on and, and represent the club that I love. So um, you know I've had loads of highlights playing playing for Arsenal, especially this last um, season, winning the FA Cup at Wembley, the first time ever that um, Arsenal ladies have, have been to Wembley and walked up those famous steps to pick up that trophy. It was phenomenal, you know, because we wasn't supposed to to beat Chelsea. They were the favourites. We were the underdogs going into the, the game and we put on a fantastic display in front of a record crowd at Wembley. So that was pleasing. Obviously, the UEFA Cup, um, obviously now the Champions League, it's called the Champions League, we won in an unbeatable season in, in 2001. We won the quadruple. That was a formidable season. Um, they're just two that stick in my mind. But every time that I've played for Arsenal, it's been a pleasure.
and obviously internationally was amazing as well. And I covered you at London 2012 as well. And another highlight to have had that opportunity too. Yes, you know, to, to represent um, to represent Great Britain and perform on on the big stage in the Olympics, play at Wembley again, was phenomenal. You know, you dream as a, a kid of playing on big stages and. Um, at the time, Great Britain had never had a women's football team, so um, I think it would be a one-off. I'm not sure whether it happened ever again, but to say that I was a part of uh, London Olympics um, is fantastic and fond memories for me to, tre to treasure. Just going back to Arsenal for a second, um, fingers crossed as well, you've helped leave the team in a strong position. New names coming in. I mean, Heather O'Reilly, of course, announced last week would be a good example. And uh, fingers crossed that post your time, there will still be lots of strength. Yeah, definitely. The, the squad this year um, has strengthened. Obviously, Kim Little coming back from from the States. She's pre previously at, at Arsenal. Heather O'Reilly is a fantastic addition. She's a winner. Uh, she's mentally strong and you can just see a different level of competitiveness that she brings to the training field. will raise everybody's performance in training and in games. She's um, you know, a World Cup winner, medalist, gold medalist. Um, and I think, you know, the team is in a good position. Um, I think that the players now are understanding of what Pedro uh, Martinez wants from them. And I think a couple more additions to the squad has been fantastic. Now, you mentioned Pedro martinez Losa, who joined us on the Arsenal Weekly podcast a few months ago. Um, you've obviously been working alongside him in kind of a, a joint role as player and helping out with coaching, haven't you? And is that something you're going to now more heavily focus on as you sort of settle down and work out what the next phase is? Yeah, I've got a full-time coaching um, job within the club structure, so I'm looking to learn under him. Um, obviously, with the year before, or two years ago when I was injured, um, I was assisting him as the first uh, assistant manager, so I've learned a lot already and, you know, I've got loads of experience from my playing days, but now taking a step, um, you know, in a different direction into the coaching manner. I'm still obviously at the bottom of the ladder in terms of coaching experience. Um, I want to work with, with the kids at the club and, and get my coaching hours under my belt and share my experiences um, and help them, help them develop um, and really gain as much experience as I can to help. And, you know, Kelly, you mentioned about how you've had a lot of people get in touch and talk about what an inspiration you've been to them. You've talked about the injuries. There's been other notable battles in your life that you've overcome as well. I think a lot of people have been very galvanised and, and very motivated and very enthused by what you've achieved. And that's going to make you very proud, I would have thought. Yeah, certainly. Like I said before, it was absolutely overwhelming to receive all the messages um, you know, the day of my announcement and a few days after. Um, such nice things people were saying about my career and, um, you know, it was really quite tear-jerking at times because when I set out to play this game at the age of six years old, I never imagined I'd reach the heights that I have playing for England and Arsenal and, and you know, becoming England's all-time record goal scorer. It's just been phenomenal. I've travelled the world um, playing football. I've played in, you know, two World Cups, European Championships and, you know, it's it's something that dreams are made of. I've really enjoyed it. Um, but now it's a new chapter. Time to step away, but still be involved within the game. Kelly, absolute legend of the game. And it's brilliant to have you on the Arsenal Weekly podcast. And we really, really appreciate your time. And uh, all the best in the short to medium term. It's going to be a great success. Thank you so much for having me on.
Well, Cohen Bramall went from part-time non-leaguer with Hensford Town to Arsenal's latest signing overnight. Here's his first interview since signing for the club. Well, Cohen, welcome to Arsenal. Mm -hmm. Firstly, how does it feel to be uh, an Arsenal player? Incredible. Incredible. Dream come true. I couldn't, couldn't believe I can't believe that I'm, all, I'm here already. It's mental. Tell us a little bit about those two training sessions that you had. What was it like going from, from playing for Hednesford to then being on the same training pitch as, as Mesut Ozil, Alexis? Just mental, because you're there watching match of the day at home and next minute you're on the same pitch as Alexis. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. And Giroud, players, and it still hasn't hit me now. I don't think, I don't know when it's going to hit me, but like I said, I've got to take it. I've got to take the opportunity. So, Cohen, you've, you've joined Arsenal from Hednesford Town. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about your career so far? Um, so, I started, um, I started playing um, Sunday League. Um, went on trial at Crewe about 15, 15 16. Um, they turned me away, which was, which was an experience. And um, the first semi-pro team I played for was Kids Grove Athletic um, in the Verstick South. And uh, played left back there for a bit. Again, didn't know how to play left back then. Um, went to Nantwich Town. Didn't really get my foot in the door with them. Didn't play a lot. So went to Market Drain after that. Um, I played left wing for them and went to, I was there for two months. Got a move to Newcastle Town, reached the playoffs with them. Um, the second season, I they released me and um, went to went back to Market Drayton on the left wing. Then Liam McDonald spotted, spotted me for Hensford Town. And he was like, I want you to be a left back because of your, your attributes that you got and you'll bring to the team. And I was like, yeah, okay. So uh, played left back for Hensford for 
how long was it? Three, four months under his belt. Then he got the role at uh, Slyhall Moors, um, which I was gutted about because I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and then went on trial, Palace, Sheffield Wednesday, and then um, that was that was surreal playing at Palace. I played uh, against Brentford with the, some of the first team there. That was incredible. Same again with Sheffield Wednesday, just playing the under twenty threes, incredible. And then again, yeah, Monday, played for them. Redundant Tuesday, Wednesday, Arsenal came in, train Thursday, Friday, and that's and that's it really. And just crazy. I still can't believe it. For those of us who maybe don't know so much about you, um, what sort of player are you? Um, I'd say uh, fast, strong, um, overlapping uh, left back, um, always encouragement to the team, never, never, never uh, negative. Um, I just want to win. Just want to win. Don't like losing. I can take losing, but I don't like it, and I want to win games with Arsenal. We're starting to see more and more young players now starting their careers in, in non-league, progressing right to the top. How much belief do you take from that? Uh, amounts, amounts of belief, because you need to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then you ain't, you ain't going far. I've always said from day one, like, I'm going to do it for my family, I'm going to do it, I'm going to make a professional football player. I'm telling people now, step the game build just belief confidence is key as well if you've if you've got confidence in yourself you'll go far and just dreams dreams come true man it's true it's so true you need to just believe and it's adams put through by bold would you believe it or charlie george who can hit him it's up for grabs now On the 23rd of January 2013, Arsenal beat West Ham 5-1 at Emirates Stadium in a game that will be remembered for a blistering 10-minute period in the second half that produced four goals. Walcott with the corner. Giroud's there! And Jaskolainen didn't have time to react. Arsenal have taken all of 90 seconds to go in front against West Ham. Well, you can say it's been coming. It's only been a minute and a half or so. But if you watch the corner, it looks like a great set-piece because Merlisaka's just spun away and Giroud's gone and made that near-post run. And he's worked a treat. Here they come again. Podolski. Gibbs goes inside, then outside. Giroud. Podolski's in for a second. He tees it up. Oh, that's a beautiful finish from the little magician. Santi Cazorla, Arsenal lead 3-1. That's what you call improvisation, I think. Great play. Great little ball back in from Giroud to uh, Podolski. And he's touched it back inside. Great little flick. You know, they look like they might be making some changes. Either that or Allardyce is doing a crossword. They're going to have to make them quick because Arsenal are coming forward again. Podolski, Walcott, 4-1. It's getting easier and easier, and Arsenal are tearing West Ham apart. Well, it's just easy. But if you're an Arsenal fan, it's great to see four goals at home. Wilshire, four against four here. 
Nolan is scrambling back. Podolski through a gap. Here he is again. Giroud's in the middle. Cuts it back. It's 5-1 to Arsenal. <laughs> this is fairytale stuff at the moment. The goals are just flying in. Wow, what a win. We'll have another history lesson next week. But now it's time to look ahead to our fourth round FA Cup clash against Southampton with Adrian Clark. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Clarky, how are you? Recovered from the weekend? I'm good. I'm not. I'm good. No, it was oh. it was all a bit stressful, wasn't it? Um, but look, the right result was reached at the end of at the end of all that madness. I mean, it was crazy injury time, but but look, I, I think the in the main the referee got the decisions pretty correct, uh, but the right result was reached, no matter how we got there. A remarkable, <laughs> remarkable day, as we've been hearing on the show already. Now, let's kick off with our question on the chalkboard, which, Adrian, is, what is the coolest and or calmest penalty that you have ever seen? Wow, there's a lot, I would imagine. But penalty takers seem so much cooler these days. It seemed in, in pre previous years, or going back to when I was younger, you didn't mess around with penalties. You you just whacked it as hard as you could in the corner. These days, you were seeing so many of these Penenka style chips. Not not to take anything away from Alexis, it was a brilliantly cool penalty under pressure. Um, the one that stands out straight away in my head is Pirlo, Andrea Pirlo v England in the Euros. It was a penalty shootout, I think, and um, it was a decisive penalty, and he did a really good dink if memory serves me right mm. in terms of he, he put plenty of loft on it 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 took the mickey in a way that it, even Alexis didn't take the mickey at the weekend so yeah Andrea Pirlo always been one of the coolest footballers of the last 20 years anyway he's had the coolest pen Chris Waddle maybe up there as well not really <laughs> I jest. No, I think Perlo is a very, very good shout indeed. Uh, let's go back to the FA Cup then. Of course, Southampton have already knocked Arsenal out of a cup, as we well know, in recent weeks. Mm -hmm. Now going toe-to-toe -to -toe in the FA Cup. And a team who had a big win at the weekend needed that after four straight losses too. Definitely, yeah. It's been a really strange season for Southampton. Um, it's been underwhelming for, for a lot of it. And the fans haven't been hugely happy with Claude Puel, but they're flying in the cups. And they're obviously okay. They've only got through to through to around four of the FA Cup, but they're in the semi-final of the EFL Cup, which they knocked Arsenal out of. They've got Liverpool, haven't they? Um, you wonder. Well, they have to go strong for that. So you wonder about how strong the lineup might be from from Puel. But on paper, assuming they do they do go with a strong lineup. It's about as tough as you can get if you're Arsenal in terms of the draw because we have a terrible record at St Mary's. We, we don't seem to like playing there. I see this as being as tough as being drawn away at City, at United, at Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool. I, th I think it's a really hard game for us and we're going to have to play very well. One key thing for me looking at Southampton, Van Dijk appeared to pick up some kind of niggle at the weekend. That was He's a bonus, wasn't it? Critical. <laughs> and obviously Jose Font has left and gone to West Ham as the club captain. And uh, you then scratch beneath that at centre-half and no Puel's actually talked post-match from the Leicester game about strengthening there, but unlikely to happen or have someone in ready for this game. Definitely. I think that you make a really good point. If Van Dijk is injured, then they are light, really light in a centre-half department. Because Van Dijk and Font, excellent partnership. I, I, I don't understand why they, they let Font go so easily, especially to West Ham. I know that he wanted to leave, but uh, that was a shame for them. 
Van Dijk's holding it all together, really. Uh, Yoshida, I'm not a huge fan. He did have a good game here in the EFL Cup, uh, Mario Yoshida. So, so he will be very important to them. But that's definitely an area the Gunners will be looking to target, the centre-halves, because, well, they've had it ripped out. They've had the heart of their, of their defence ripped out in the last week or two, which potentially bodes well. And you look at really standout players like Graziano Pella, Sadio Mane, who've gone to China and to Liverpool, respectively. They are getting goals, but they're not getting them from the kind of same consistent sources, particularly now with Charlie Austin injured as well. They lost too much going forward. It's as simple as that. And the, the, the players they've got now aren't as lethal as the ones that have left the club. Statistically, they are the most profligate in the Premier League in terms of their shot conversion. They miss a lot of chances, Southampton. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, is, I like him, he's a good player, but uh, it, there's, there's a ceiling, I think, to his goal-scoring... injuries, ta- I think. Yeah, there's a ceiling to his sort of goal-scoring capabilities. Shane Long has, has been a real thorn in Arsenal's side, blimey, in, in recent seasons, especially at, at St Mary's. So he, he can't be discounted. Austin's injured. And yet yeah, the, they need goals, more goals from midfield. You've got uh, Redmond, of course, who... He's a streaky player, Redmond. I... I watch him one week and I think oh, this is a this is a future England international, and then you watch him the next and you think oh maybe he should be in the championship. So so it depends what day you get Nathan Redmond, but he he is another player. If he starts this game, Arsenal will need to you know monitor closely. Mm, other streaky players as well like Tadic. <laughs> the list goes on. <laughs> yeah. no, absolutely. So if I was going to say Clarkey one key head to head battleground, what would you say? Oh, there are loads. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at Long against Mustafi. If if, if those two, it, it's so hard to pick a head to head here because we don't know how strong both teams will go. Um, I'm looking actually at a central midfield because we've got Aaron Ramsey, we've got Granite Xhaka who's now suspended. A lot rests on an Aaron Ramsey. I think Francis Coquelin will come back in. Ramsey against Classy. Now, Classy doesn't get a lot of court time in the media. He's someone that doesn't get mentioned a lot. But he was really good here at Emirates Stadium in the EFL Cup games. Snuck in to score a goal. He's a box-to-box midfielder. Aaron Ramsey is a box-to-box midfielder. Who is going to get the back? Who's going to win that head-to-head in, inside the engine room? I think Ramsey needs to pick and choose the right times to go forward in this game. Don't bomb on every time, but if he chooses wisely, he can he can be an important player for Arsenal. And in a sentence, Clarkey, how do you beat Southampton? <laughs> well, how do you beat Southampton? You do not play like you have done against Southampton at St Mary's in recent seasons. It's as simple as that. You learn from the mistakes that you made on your last two visits. And you start afresh. And and if Arsenal do that, they're more than capable of getting themselves into round five. We will wait and see. Now, of course, I'm in an abject position. Abject position in our ongoing prediction competition, having led royally at one stage. Let's get the latest grizzly details. The Arsenal Weekly podcast editor, Liam Roberts, rejoins us. Liam, I can't take any more bad news. Well, you best cover your ears, I'm afraid. (laughs) Oh, no! Um, you were looking good for about 70 minutes until Granite Xhaka got sent off. Like Arsenal were doing what, what we thought they'd do. They're out passing Burnley. You said 700? 700, yeah. AD, you said... I said 699. So I went 699 first. I've got to be honest, I, I duped you a little bit. 
I do, Jeff, because because I, I mentioned in passing the 800 we had in one of the games against West Bromwich Albion, which yeah. is completely abnormal. So you played um, me. So I played you, yeah. So I, I just dropped in that number, and so when I went 699, I think you just felt you had to go higher. I so think Arsenal that. might have got there, but... Um, <laughs> no, I looked was, at half-time. They weren't, they weren't going to do it. No, it was 578, so only one point, but it's still I'm edging, one point. edging, edging clear, yeah. so, blimey. Chin up, mate. It's all right. How the worm has turned. <laughs> so um, anyway, so this week FA Cup weekend, we're going to make instead of asking for a score prediction, I want to know how many goals there'll be in the tie. So if you think it might be a draw, we're going to count the replay as well. So first, you got to work out if you think there's going to be an outright winner straight away. Do we and count the penalty kicks if it goes to penalties? Uh, no. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Hadn't thought that far. Come ahead. on, then, Russ. What you got? I think it will be sorted on the day. Mm-hmm. I think. I'll go three. Three goals. Three, okay. I, well, there's not many goals at St Mary's. I know that. Uh, it's one of the lowest scoring grounds in the, in the country. So, on that basis, I'm going to go for two. So, I think it's either going to be a one-all draw or one of the teams will nick it no, one. I know, but I said to tie. So, if, yes, you if think it's, it's a one-all one draw, draw, then, you can then be in we're trouble. coming back to Emirates. No, I'm still, still saying two. Still, I'm not going to confuse myself. Let's go with two. Yeah, we'll one, take one, it. nil, nil. No, no, after extra time in the replay, then I'll still win on spot kicks. Don't count. There you go. Got it um, cracked. So, yeah, so if it is a draw, we'll have to delay the results by a week, but um, hopefully we'll have a result for next yeah. week. Game on. Liam, thank you very much indeed. Clarky, great work as ever, my friend. When can we see you next? Uh, cheers, mate. Uh, yes, I will be in the Match Day Show studio at 5pm on Saturday for that 5.30 kickoff down at St Mary's. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Cohen Bramall, to Kelly Smith, and of course to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, leaving us a five-star review in the process. You can find us on Acast these days as well, so you've never got the excuse to miss another episode. We're back on Monday, the 30th of January, and until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners! The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.